Well, thanks for joining me for another look at the Apologist Bookshelf, Gary Zacharias. I'd like to look at, uh, again, at Fritz Ridenauer's book called So What's the Difference? It's a real basic book that covers a lot of things very well. It looks at 20 different worldviews and faiths and religions and compares them to Christianity. And this one that I have is updated and expanded. has a note on the cover here, over a million copies sold, which is amazing for a Christian book. So it covers you know, Buddhism and Mormonism and humanism and witchcraft and Hinduism and all sorts of things. Well, I've done a talk on the New Age movement, and so I find that fascinating to see that it's ancient. It's so funny. It's got the title New Age. There's nothing new about it. But, in fact, he subtitles, this is chapter 11 in his book, he subtitles it, New Age, the Serpent's Old Lie in an Updated Package. Yeah. He said, uh, you know, it's it's hard to define the New Age movement. Uh, it really is. It's it's a worldview, and it claims it's offering some kind of new way of thinking. And it doesn't really have a formal structure or organization, but there are millions of activists who are involved in it, and their idea is to transform society, and it's going to wake us up. And we will emphasize our self-discovery. We'll have spiritual growth. We'll have enlightenment as a result. It promises so much. But as he says with that title, The Serpent's Old Lie, he said, the New Age thinking really isn't new. It goes back, he says, to the Garden of Eden, where a serpent said to God, uh, said to Eve, really, God said you couldn't eat from that tree? So the New Age concepts are not brand new. They go back to a lot of ancient sources, the Babylonian mystery rituals, supposed to give us godlike status. It goes back to nature worship, occult practices. It takes a lot from Hinduism. And of course, we think of Hinduism and reincarnation, but Hinduism teaches all is one. That's called monism. And pantheism, all is God. All right, so that's part of the New Age movement. Another contributing stream to it is Buddhism. That teaches mind control and meditation and spiritual enlightenment, of course, reincarnation too. But it also borrows from Taoism, a Chinese philosophy that teaches everything's changing. You've got yin and yang, so nothing's absolute, everything's relative. Now, that includes morals and ethics, and you can see the problem we're running into there. It also takes a little from Gnosticism, the idea of secret knowledge. And if you get that knowledge, it'll ignite a divine spark and power within and then you don't need Christ's atoning death. You save yourself, in a sense. So Rittenauer says that the New Age thinking is really kind of a blend of all of these, plus some modern uh, items as well. So this is a, a real stew, right? This is a real theological stew of all sorts of things. So what kind of modern uh, items are in there? Well, UFOs, extraterrestrial intelligence, psychokinesis, bending objects just through your mind. And so he, he says, and I think it's so true, that it borrows so much, it's hard to describe what a New Ager will believe. Some buy into one part of this thinking, and others accept bits and pieces. So it says it's really hard to nail it down. That's why it's so important. If you meet somebody who talks New Age, we need to ask them, so what is it that you actually believe? Because it would be unfair to, to put them into all these categories. They may not believe all of that. He says... Uh, he gives us some statistics then in another section here. Two-thirds of American adults say they've had a psychic experience. Uh, one in four believe in reincarnation. Ten million Americans say they're involved in some kind of Eastern mysticism. Wow. Almost half say they've been in contact with somebody who's died. That's spiritism. 
Uh, 14% endorse the work of spirit mediums or channelers. 67%, two-thirds of American adults, read astrology columns. Well, shoot, if you want to read it for fun, fine, but really, you're going to follow astrology? By the way, can I just say this? I find this fascinating. The New Agers scorn Christianity, and they say that's old-fashioned, and that that's just a bunch of uh, gibberish, and you know how silly can you get believing this stuff about Jesus? So what do they believe in? Astrology? Have they given up one thing for something more wise? No, they've given up Christianity, and they've gotten something very poor in return. Well, anyway, so let's move on. So he says, where do we come up with this New Age label? He says, it's been around for over 50 years. There's a British-born Episcopalian named Alice Bailey, and uh, she bought into it and started using that term. But it was really in the 1960s that the um, New Age movement took off. Because uh, we have, if you remember back then, the nation was just torn apart because of the war and the assassinations of different political figures. The counterculture was fed up with things the way they were. They were looking for some new truth and new reality. So it was anti-establishment time. It was LSD time with LSD and other drugs. Uh, the Beatles came along. They pushed transcendental meditation. And so just Eastern ideas started flooding the U.S. You had a musical called Hair, and they had that song, The Age of Aquarius. Oh, man, now I'm going to hum it. It's going to get stuck in my head. <laughs> but it became the theme song for the New Age movement. So all of this is going on. And according to astrology, the Aquarian age, this is the age of Aquarius, right? So it's going to begin when the vernal equinox passes from Pisces, that's the fish, to Aquarius, water bearer. And this means the end of the Christian era. Oh, those New Agers are going to be so glad. It's going to be the new age. It'll pour water over the earth like Aquarius, the water bearer. It'll heal the planet. Uh, we'll have a cosmic consciousness coming about. Well, what are some of their beliefs then? There, there's no real central organization or headquarters, and there's not really a set of authoritative writings, but they have certain principles that the New Agers will buy into. For example, monism, the idea that everything flows together, that human beings and even God are not separate, but are actually one. So the reality is, is all interrelated and interdependent. And then it leads, if you believe in monism, that everything's one, then it really is kind of the same idea of pantheism, which means all is God. You and everything around you, everything is God. There's nothing you would not call God. And for them, God is more of an it than a he. There's not a personal creator who exists outside of and, and controls the creation. So the New Ager is more interested in how he or she can develop God-likeness. Because if everything's God, then we are too. We just have to wake up to it. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, very famous movie star, she's kind of got it right when she's you know summarizing what the New Age movement believes. She says, I know that I exist, therefore I am. I know that God's source exists, therefore it is. Since I am part of that force, then I am that I am. So you're God. Now where do you find salvation? Well, you don't need to save your soul if you're a New Ager from being fallen. You you just need to wake up. You need an awareness of your own divinity. Just come alive. Come awake. It comes by different names. Cosmic consciousness, God consciousness, self-realization. Sometimes it's called enlightenment. So you don't repent from sin. You reawaken yourself. You don't pray to a personal God. You meditate. It's a journey within, not, not without. Being born again from above is unnecessary. What about atonement? Well, you don't need atonement from sin. 
say, the New Agers. Christ is not the second person of the Trinity. He's just one of many what they would call cosmic Christ, like Buddha and Moses and Elijah and Muhammad. So whatever you want to call it, you're lifting yourself up to highest levels. Shirley MacLaine says to a friend, you're unlimited, you just don't realize it. So you've got to unlock, you've got to unleash the divine that's within you. And then you create your own reality. So whatever New Agers do, they almost all agree on one doctrine. All truth is relative. There are, no, there are no absolutes. You find God within yourself. That's huge. So they have practices sometimes of the occult, like spiritism. That's a big part of it. They have channeling, looking for a message from a higher source. Usually they get ideas like death isn't real, all is one, all of us are divine. We control reality. And so they believe that spirit entities will speak through mediums or channelers. And... Uh, you can imagine how scary that can get uh, when you think about the demons out there. And then Rittenauer says, you know, Satan told Eve, eat the fruit, become like God himself. And that's it. He said, ever since then, people have been trying to do it on their own, at least maybe with the help of spirits and demons. Paul calls them the powers of this dark world. Now, what are some other ideas that they believe that have been condemned by scriptures? Well, they believe in a lot of gods and goddesses and spirits. Those are condemned in the scriptures. They believe you can barter with the spirit world. No, that's not what the Bible says. They continue blood sacrifice rituals. The Bible says you don't need to anymore. They buy into mythological and unhistorical legends. That's rejected by the Bible. They say there's secret knowledge just for the elite. The Bible rejects that. They're big on magic arts and spells and taboos and astrology, and the Bible puts those all down. And by the way, I'm going through this list, but... Rittenauer gives you a lot of verses, and I don't want to take the time now, but if you email me, gary.zacharias at gmail.com, gary.zacharias at gmail.com, I'll send you the uh, references so you can go look them up for yourself in the Bible. So let me continue this list. What are some other practices that are either condemned or countered in the Bible? They confuse the creator and the created. The Bible doesn't. They said there's a definite line between God and us. New Agers say ethics and morals are derived from humans. There's no absolute. Everything is relative. That's rejected for sure in the Bible. They believe in reincarnation. The Bible says nope. They say salvation is by human effort. Exactly the opposite in the Bible. They say you can pick and choose among religions. Be eclectic. The Bible says nah, that doesn't work. They worship other gods, especially fertility religions. That's definitely condemned in the Bible. They say that Christ is optional. He's just one of a lot of spiritual masters. Absolutely rejected by the Bible. Now, key to them, of course, the New Agers would be reincarnation. That's certainly a big part of their belief system. It's part of Hinduism and Buddhism. Uh, they believe in the law of karma, determines what you come back as. You know, how have you done in this current life? But reincarnation has been turned into... The idea that you almost always go up, you progress upward. Well, that isn't, that isn't really the original. You could have bad karma and you might come back as something pretty terrible. But most of them reject the idea that you go backward to a lower life form. You know, it's very positive, very optimistic. You're always bounding ahead. But the Bible, what does the Bible teach? It's resurrection, not reincarnation that's ahead. See, New Agers think they got all sorts of time to get it right. They just keep coming back and keep coming back, and eventually they'll get it right. The Bible says, no, 
you get one chance, and after that comes the judgment. And there's a verse I'll give you, Hebrews 9.27. Here's another key concept of the New Age belief, syncretism. The idea that all religions are pretty much one and they're all leading to the same place. I mean, after all, if, uh, if all is one and all is God and we're God, then all religions must have the same ultimate goal. But that doesn't square at all biblical Christianity. What did Jesus say? I'm the way and the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, I've spoken on this idea of uh, all religions being pretty much the same. That's absolutely total nonsense because every religion would be offended by that. Every religion stakes out positions uh, regarding salvation, regarding uh, how you live this life and what happens to you after you die. They're all different. They don't share similarities at all. Is it a worldwide conspiracy, he asks. He said, it appears to lack form and direction, but it has a multi-tiered system of networks that give it uh, a way to share goals and uh, spiritual experiences and aspirations. And so a lot of people are pursuing it, but they're not necessarily being directed from one particular place. He has a section here he calls it, uh, let's see, he says even Christians buy into some of these New Age concepts. And so let me just share some of these with you. I mean, think about people you've talked to in your own Christian circles. Have they said any things like this? Uh, we have the power to heal ourselves. Well, is that right? Some public schools are starting to do what's called transpersonal, transpersonal education. They talk about tapping into a universal mind. Wow. How about music and film? There are all sorts of films that have New Age messages. Uh, he references E.T. and Close Encounters, that E.T.'s are helpful and good and lovable. How about The Sixth Sense? A psychologist is trying to help a boy who sees ghosts. Star Wars, may the force be with you. Uh, even more popular, he says, are Pokemon. Cute little toy figures. He says, actually, these figures summon forces that are on their cards. And so what you're doing is you're messing with occult powers. So he says, there are some things New Agers talk about that Christians can't agree with to a point, like saving the environment, trying to end war, getting rid of terrorism, bigotry, racial and gender discrimination. So that's good. Those, those are some places that we can make connections with New Agers. Here's the problem. Their solution to the problems is, fall, is in fallen mankind, right? Not outside that we will solve it ourselves. Well, we know how that's worked out for hundreds of years. We've had these utopias and they haven't turned out to be correct at all. It's a dead end and we need to point that out. Um, then you hear from New Agers, if a Christian tries to talk about the Bible and the truth of the Bible, they say, that's your reality. It's not mine. So all we can do is just say in the end, only one reality will turn out to be real. And that's Jesus. So then at the end of the chapter, he sums up What's the difference between New Agers and Christians? New Agers say God is us and we are God. And Jesus is just a line, uh, one of a line of spiritual teachers. We say, no, absolutely wrong. How about Revelation? Revelation comes through all sorts of world religions, not through Jesus. Absolutely different from Christianity. How about sin and salvation and reincarnation? That our nature isn't really good or bad, the New Agers say. It's just open to transformation. That We just need enlightenment. Uh, reincarnation will keep our soul progressing. But Christians say, no, all mankind is born in sin. We stand condemned before a righteous God. And salvation has to come from outside of us. We're too broken to save ourselves. And so we trust in Jesus Christ's atonement for sin. 
The Bible doesn't teach reincarnation. We have one life. We better get it right this life. So there you go. There's a chapter uh, 11 on the New Age movement. Uh, again, I hope you see how clear and uh, organized Ridenour is. So good book. I think it's one that everybody needs to have on their shelf. Well, have a good rest of your day, and we'll do another podcast soon.